You are tuned in to Bono's Credit Podcast with your host, Donnell Bobo. Real credit conversations and real solutions. Hello, I'd like to welcome everyone to Bono's Credit Podcast with Bo standing for Best Option. If you're looking for information on personal credit, finance, funding, money management, tips, or just good information on credit, you come to the right place. Right now, I'd like to welcome a special guest, very, very intelligent, very bright, enthusiastic, all the above. Wow. Uh, Miss, yeah, right, I know, right? That's Keep a very talking. good intro. Keep talking. I'm going to come Miss, here more often. Right. <laughs> Miss, Mrs. Ruth Husband. How you doing today? You know, I'm fine. Thanks, Donnell. I'm really, really well. Doing well. Great. Great. Nice to hear. Yeah, well, we're here today to kind of talk about credit, and then I got a couple questions I thought I ask you and you tell me what you think you know um you work with us in the past right we worked on different business ventures uh you know credit in the past different things to get things up and going business credit all of that uh if you don't mind elaborate a little bit on kind of what we have done and you know how the bold no credit had helped you you know and i didn't want to put any company names i real here in a second we also has tcu the credit university uh ucs consumer these are our formerly companies but uh now we're doing this little podcast bono's credit i like to explain what i know so if you don't mind explaining me what did you learn well this is what i've learned uh, you know i am in the insurance business and i've seen how credit impacts clients as an agent i never see anybody's credit scores i don't know what's on anybody's credit i don't know uh, what their credit score is. I see right. none of that. I see a computer that when I put their information in says they're either A, B, C, or D category. Oh, so they don't even give them no scores. It's nothing like how FICO breaks down and what people are used to seeing 300 to 850. No, I like either that. know that you might be a premier customer. Oh, or you which might is be, A, right? Which, or you might be a standard customer, which is average. Pre- okay. Premier is a little better than average. Standard is average. You might be a non-standard customer, which means you're kind of lucky that we're even taking your business. Oh, wow. Or you might be in another category where I have to find another option to write you because you don't fit into any of the credit categories so it's credit driven is what you tell me. Well, it's not credit driven, but okay. it's a huge part of your premiums. And it doesn't meaning matter. Meaning how much you pay, basically. Meaning how much yeah. you pay. It how much your monthly insurance will be, it your doesn't, premium. Right. And it doesn't matter where you go or what insurance company you're talking to. If they tell you they don't use your credit, they're not being honest with you. Because every insurance company out there takes credit as a part of the consideration for how much money you're going to pay for your insurance. Oh, wow. Wow. And that's that's a very big, valid point. So credit don't just cost you when it's bad in just the credit area, meaning credit cards, interest rates, uh, home loans, car, vehicle loans. It costs you in insurance as well. It sure does. Oh, man. So Absolutely. you're giving a whole lot of money away having poor credit. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. So that said, you know, when you when I can put you into one of the better categories, you're going to pay less for your insurance. It does make a difference. 
Okay, now when you say less, because people don't really think about the difference, which I kind of point out examples of a person with good credit and poor credit, the difference of a person having a, you know, 22% interest rate and a person having a 4% interest rate on a $25,000 vehicle, let's say that, right, for a five-year term, I kind of show where your difference is about $171 a month that you would save or that you would pay depending upon what end of the spectrum you are located with this credit. Do you have an example that you can share like that where you say, okay, here's a premium customer with XYZ insurance, what they're paying, and here's another customer, and you're talking about this is the entire duration of the contract? Sure, here's a perfect example. Well, and the good thing about insurance is that every six months or every year it renews. So if you're working on getting your credit better. Awesome, awesome. You're not stuck. So right. unlike a car loan, like, hear that? That is actually great. You know, a vehicle loan, you're stuck. Mm -hmm. And they'll tell you, oh, just come back in six months or you're in refi. That don't, that don't really happen. Mm -hmm. That don't happen no. at all. But no. go ahead. I'm sorry, Tanner. But with your insurance, if you're working on your credit, in six months, we can run a, the quote again. And if your credit score has gone up, then your premiums will go down. You'll pay less money. So every six months, if you're working on your credit, every year, if you're working on your credit, okay, it actually okay. can affect and impact your insurance, the amount that you pay for your insurance in a positive way. Okay, give me give me a dollar amount of a premium and a person with kind of, and just an example of an average policy. Well, I can't because okay. you, I said that credit is just a part of what's taken into consideration uh, you, that for is, it. That is correct. It also, age matters. Okay. Your zip code matters. Oh, that's, that's part of credit too, <laughs> zip right. code. Right, your zip code matters. Uh, if you have accidents or tickets, that matters. Uh, very huge. But um, here's an example that I can give you. I had neighbors... They lived on the same street, side by side, same zip code, same type of house, same value of the homes and everything. Okay. But one of the clients could go into the premium category mm -hmm. and the other one had to go into the non-standard category. And for the same amount of space, the same home, the premium client with who had better credit mm -hmm. paid about $400 less for their insurance than the same than the person living next door to them that was the same age living in the same home. Wow, so that's four hundred dollars for their first print. And how long was that? You say every six months, roughly. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they four hundred dollars not having good credit. It's right. a lot of money to be giving away. It is. It is totally a lot. It is. And and that's that's one thing we like to share her. Does how people don't itemize the difference of what credit can impact. You know, a lot of people don't think about the insurance. They don't say, well, okay, well, my car insurance, I, I just want a car. You know, I don't really care about insurance, right? I mean, I don't care what the insurance is. Well, some people do. Well, people care because when it comes time to pay that insurance bill <laughs> and you're thinking, there you go, I have to pay $425 for insurance. That's a car note. What, how can I do insurance, that? Insurance, is that high for some people? Some people. Oh, and they wow. let it go. Now, if you have a couple of accidents. That might be why I didn't, I didn't realize it was such. If you have a couple of accidents and if you have a very low credit score, you will absolutely pay a lot of money. It, it depends on the car, too. Right, I'm not saying. Of course. If you're driving a 2017 car and you have a super low credit score and you have a couple of accidents and you have two or three tickets. You're absolutely going to pay a lot more than someone who has a great credit score right? and doesn't have any of those um, things that impact their insurance premium. So, yes. But 
Um, one of the things I wanted to point out, you know, I've been working with you for a long time. And when people That's go, correct. when people go through and I see that they come back again, I never see a credit score. I never see what's on anybody's credit rating. I just know they're either in this category, this category, or this category. And the people who are in the category where the premiums are the most, you know, I talk to them about doing something to improve their credit score. And I've sent some of those people to you. They've talked to you. And I can tell you right now, you've worked with some of those people, showed them some things that they can do to uh, fix, make their credit score better, improve their credit score, and then they come back. And the difference that it makes, because now they're in a much better category and their premiums are lower. They're paying less for their insurance. Right. Absolutely. And that makes a lot of sense. That's a lot of good real sense that is tremendously credit guys bo knows credit very important like i say we have to really pay attention to all of the little hidden things and factors that affect your credit and what affects your credit affects your income which well, of course and we're speaking about of that. course i mean if you've got your if you've taken the time and it's been important to you mm-hmm. to get your credit in order and you know you can't worry about what in the past or what your credit score was you can't worry about that but what you can do is learn from your company TCU things that you can do now to positively impact your credit score yeah, I agree well which which will make a difference down the road so you know what there are a lot of people out there with not perfect credit scores it doesn't mean you have to stay you have to keep that score because there are things you can do to make it better that impact your life. And just imagine, it could be the difference between paying $105 a month for your in- car insurance or $300 a month for your car insurance. That's almost a $200 difference that you could be putting in your pocket. You in could your be putting savings. towards saving for a home or your retirement or something like that. It's huge. Correct. It's huge. Or even on your, your home, if you've got your um, homeowner's insurance or your renter's insurance, it could be the difference between paying $16 a month for your renter's insurance or paying $46 a month for your renter's insurance. $30 is a lot of money. You think about it down the road, you know, if you're paying that for four years in a row, that's over $1,000 you're just throwing away in extra money you didn't have to pay. And, and on my, um, I do also, uh, we do weekly like uh, webinars and we record them. We have our YouTube channel, the podcast. On one of the uh, presentations, I talk about that. I talk about how the money that you're throwing away, right, you can be investing. And the money that you're investing can be returning you interest, what's called compound on the money that you're you're not using it. So the, the catch is if you can mysteriously remove, which you can by improving your credit, this astronomical fee and use that additional money and let it just go somewhere you not even see it because for the most part you see it, you're gonna spend it right most people but say you don't even see it and it's there in this account and this account is some type of fund that is giving you interest yearly on the money that you save because you're in these car loans five years look how much money you probably have versus what you're giving away or you know let's talk insurance okay most people want to try and get the lowest deductible that they can. And let me explain what the deductible is. Yes. They didn't used to exist. 
But people started filing a lot of fraudulent claims. So the insurance industry as a whole got together and said, you know what, what can we do to make people think twice about just filing claims? So what the insurance industry did was come up with these deductibles that make you think twice before you file a claim. Uh-huh. So, That's correct. So it was really to cut down on fraud, but to make it sting a little bit or make you think, boy, do I want to give up $500? Do I want to give up $1,000? Do I want to give up $250 of my money just to file a claim? So when we get insurance, a lot of people think I'm going to get the lowest possible deductible because I don't want to come out of pocket any money, right? I tell people all the time, when you take a low deductible, what you're doing is, yes, a lower deductible gives, makes you pay a higher premium. A higher deductible lets you pay a lower premium. So I tell people all the time, when you take a lower deductible and you pay the insurance company more money to keep a low deductible, what you're saying is, you know what, insurance company, I'm going to pay you some extra money for the privilege of carrying a low deductible because I'm abetting against myself. I think I'm going to get into an accident. Wow. So what I tell people is take the highest possible deductible you can, like on your car. Instead of taking a $250 deductible, take a $1,500 deductible or take a $1,000 deductible and then do this. You talked about saving. You figure out what the difference is between that $250 deductible and that $1,000 deductible. And if you're saving $70 a month on that, you should take that $70 and put it in a deductible savings account. Oh, so they have something like that that you can do with insurance. And they can call me, I can tell them about that. But what you're doing is, instead of giving that money to the insurance company and throwing it away because you may never have an accident and you may never have to use it, you're keeping that money for yourself, but you're putting it in an account and you're saving it. So if something ever really does happen and you have to use that money, it's there. But if, some, if something never happens, you've got that money for yourself. You didn't throw it away by giving it to the insurance company. Everybody should take the highest deductible they possibly can and put that difference in a deductible savings account and keep that money for yourself instead of giving it to the insurance company. Do you know how many millions of dollars people give to the insurance company betting against themselves by taking the lowest deductible they possibly can? And I bet you didn't know that. And we was taught like the, you know what, and it's back to being taught because we got to be taught and untaught. Right. So we were taught to get low deductibles, which like you say, and me, I, I always got a high deductible just so I'm one of the ones that, uh-uh, not raise my deductible. I mean, you know, we right. didn't sit down and did, you know, right. I'm real meticulous right. and particular about things. That's because it's the education and I, I know, and that's what we're trying to get you guys to know. So taking the lower deductible really affects that that affects your you betting against you so that's like we don't we don't we we don't believe that we capable we don't believe that our finances can change we don't believe that our credit can we're taught like okay that don't work don't believe that take this and just go away with it well and here's my here's my thing when you think about it if you keep that money for yourself and you don't give it to the insurance company think about this how many years have you taken that lower deductible 
and you've never had a car accident. Some of us, it's 10, never. 15, 20 years. <laughs> right. You gave away right. so much money. But I don't want you to take that money and then go blow it. I want you to save that money because two things happen with that money when you figure out the difference and you put it in a deductible savings account. One, if you ever do get into an accident and you have to have that deductible because you took a higher deductible, you have the money for it. You didn't throw it away. Two, you're saving. You get in the habit of saving. Imagine if you do this and you go 10 years without an accident and you've saved $70 a month every month for the last 10 years. That's, what? hold on, 700 plus another 140 That's $840 a month. That's over $8,000. That's almost $8,500 that you saved for yourself that you would have thrown away in insurance. By not having an accident. All kind of examples. And I'm an insurance agent. And she's telling you. And I'm telling you. I tell my clients, take the highest deductible you possibly can and put that money into the deductible savings account. Oh, man, there's just so many examples in the financial world that people are so unfamiliar with. You do that with your health. You have a health savings account. How many exactly. people have that health savings account? Even at work, you have it. You put it in there so if anything happens, you've got it. But they force you to spend it down if you haven't used it. Well, the deductible savings account is not like that. That's your money if... You never have an accident, that's your money. You don't have to give it to the insurance company. And in most cases, no insurance company asks you to write them a check and then they write you back a check. So here's what happens when you have to use your deductible if you have an accident. Say you have a $1,000 deductible and you get into a car accident and your car is damaged and it's going to cost $8,000 to fix your car. So if you have a $1,000 deductible, you don't have to pay the company thousand dollars and then they give you a check for eight thousand dollars all they're going to do is subtract that thousand dollars off of the check that they would have given you mm. so they hand you a check for seven thousand instead of eight thousand that's what happens with your deductible yeah they already take their money out mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. oh wow it's, it's so much information guys like you need to understand when it comes to uh bo knows credit podcast we're gonna we're gonna give you good information all across the board like i say this is a way to save money you saving so much money in the insurance area you saving so much money financing your vehicle with with good rates good credit good education good understanding again the company tcu is the credit university ruth is with farmers insurance that correct yeah correct. you got man hey it, it, you, how can you get more educated here i mean i'm, I'm gonna tell you one of the other ways that people lose a lot of money in the insurance business. Everybody should sit down with their agent or me. Sit down with me. Not necessarily your agent. Maybe right. you haven't even talked. Yeah. Maybe Talk you've never roof. talked to your agent. Maybe you haven't talked to your agent in years. Maybe you only ever talk to your agent when it's time to get a check from you. I don't know. But people do not review their insurance. And you absolutely should review your insurance every single year for a couple of reasons. Maybe your financial situation changed and your insurance isn't covering what it's supposed to cover. Maybe you've had a child. Maybe you've moved. You know, there's so many different reasons why you need to have an insurance review. And let me, let me break something down to you. You know, when you look at your insurance declarations page that they send you, the thing that has everything broken down everything and the dollar amount on it, right. you'll see some numbers on there. A lot of people are driving around with 25 slash 50 numbers on their declarations page. Let me explain to you what those numbers mean and what they're supposed to do. Those numbers 
are meant to cover your assets and your income. So if you own a home and your home is worth $200,000, then you should be carrying a liability limit that covers your home. If you make $50,000 a year and you have a $200,000 home, now you're up to $250,000. If you have some retirement savings or you have an investment property, you need to look at it and say, what is the value of everything that I own, including my income, including my retirement? Whatever that number is, you should always have liability numbers to cover that. Liability is meant to cover your income and your assets in the case of any kind of situation where somebody's coming after you, you're paying the insurance company to accept all of the risk for you and protect what's important to you. The reason you're paying money to the insurance company is so that if anything happens, nobody touches what you've worked hard to earn, what you own, what you have, your possessions. That's why you pay the insurance company. If you're paying the insurance company and the numbers that you have on your declarations page do not cover your income and your assets, you're throwing money away. Hmm. Great information. And this is why. Great information. This is why. Say your net worth is $300,000 and you're driving around with twenty-five fifty coverage because that was the cheapest coverage and you said, give me the best rate. And the person on the other end of the phone did not stop to ask you, what do you have that's worth protecting? What are your income? What are your assets? And they just gave you the lowest, cheapest thing they could, which is twenty-five fifty. Twenty-five fifty means if you get into an accident and you're found at fault, the insurance company is going to pay $25,000 out to any one person who sues you and $50,000 maximum if more than one people sue you. So say it's a snowy day and you're you're a good driver, but your car slides and it hits a family. Or, or you got a car that you know you need to trade in because your credit is not good. Carry on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, but you riding around with a car with no good tires in what, the wintertime. Whatever the reason. And it's not even your fault, but, I mean, you know, it's not your fault that you slid on the snow and you hit this family and their car rolled and all four of them land in the hospital. You've got $50,000 from your insurance company that's going to pay their medical bills. Do you think that a family of four that lands in the hospital, especially if somebody has a broken leg or worse, do you think your $50,000 is going to cover their medical bills? Oh, not at all. Not today. Guess what happens after the insurance company pays out that $50,000? Tell me. I'm going to tell you what happens. That family's lawyer comes after you, puts a lien on your home, garnishes your wages, to pay their medical bills. Hmm. Wow. And then you get you really screwed up there. And then you're really in trouble. So you've got to make sure that those numbers cover your income and your assets because that's what you're paying the insurance company to do for you. You know, and a lot of people don't do that. Missouri is actually third on the list of worst insured states because in Missouri, hmm. Missouri pushes the state minimum coverage which is twenty-five fifty, which means if one person gets into an accident with you, the insurance company is going to pay out $25,000 to take care of their bills on your behalf. And if it's more than one person, they're all going to split $50,000. 50, oh, 50, split so 50000 No matter how many it is. You are more likely in the state of Missouri to get into an accident with someone who is uninsured or underinsured than 47 of the other states. 
we're number three on the list of having the worst insurance. Oh, that is insane. Coverage. We need a lot. We need to make an impact out here. So, Missourians, you hear that? Time to get your credit and get you some insurance. Stop riding around here with no insurance. It's not worth it. Yeah, stop riding around these cars without these good tires. and get, Go get finance and go get your credit. That, that's what we're here to talk about. Now, what I do want to ask you is that you, you know you're very articulate and you're intelligent in this field. You gave Thank us a you. lot of good information. Thank I mean, you. people have to play this over and over. Like, I know, right? It's, and listen. So or they can could learn. just call me and I could of course, help you sit them out, tell them whatever they now, need. Now, what, what I want to ask you is... It, all this with this career and, and going back to when you first kind of started your career and how credit maybe impacted your career, would you say, you know, give me a little information because people are probably wondering, you know, you got entrepreneurs out there. You got people that already have insurance that need to understand it and the ones that do understand. But then you have people that's trying to, you know, get into the concept. They, they like the fact that you're an entrepreneur, we're entrepreneurs. And how would you say credit impact or driven you to become that person or if it had any impact at all? Well, I can tell you this. Um, just to get into the insurance business, they do extensive background checks on you. They do criminal, they do financial, they do everything under the sun. It impacts whether or not you can even get the job. And a lot of jobs these days do look at that. When I'm going to hire an agent, it's not me. It's the company does that check on them. And they've got to pass all of those checks. So your credit 100% can impact whether or not you can get the job that you want. Oh, wow. And that's for insurance agent? It's not just insurance agent. There are other jobs out there. But yes, just to yeah. get into this industry, it's important that I mean, it, it's just part of the background check. They do look at that. Right. And see, guys, I spoke about other jobs that need credit, you know, boats and casinos, different places that pull credit. But we didn't never state insurance agents. So insurance agents have to have good credit as well. Hmm. Interesting. So now, being said... And, you know, you went through your journey of financial success, right? How would you say your credit helped you in that manner to kind of get where you are? Did it help you? Did it have any impact for you? Did it, did it mold you into being this educational, you know, salesperson for an insurance industry? It impacted me and it still impacts me because right. I don't think it ever st- I don't know that it ever stops impacting you huh. because when I started out as an, when I started out as an individual, um, yes, it mattered. But branching off into entrepreneurship and owning your own business, you know, when you walk into the bank and you need a credit card for your business, sure they want your business name, but they're running you. Oh yeah, personal guarantor. They're Absolutely. running you. So it continues to impact me. And, you know, uh, I've seen firsthand the services that TCU and Donnell's company provides. I've seen how it makes a huge difference, how it takes somebody from not being able to do something or being stuck with the worst interest rates and the worst uh, insurance premiums to where they've gone through the program and... All of a sudden, not all of a sudden, because it, it does take time and you have to be willing to work through the things that have to be worked through, but how much of a difference it makes and how much money it saves you when your credit is together. And then how much confidence you have. 
It, like give you confidence. It, it makes a difference. But you know, we we talked about this. You you get these things in the mail that say you've been pre-approved for this. Get you all excited. And you're all excited, and they say we take anybody, we approve anybody, and then you send it in, and it comes back, and it says due to negative information on your credit file, we can't help you. And how that takes the wind out of your sails, and that makes you, it, it makes you feel less than a human being. It makes you feel like worthless it makes you feel worthless for people to say you're not good enough indirectly worthless like oh my goodness that's a that's a terrible thing but terrible feeling right but that said you know to know that there are companies like yours out there that sit down with people and show you the steps on what to do to put yourself in a better situation to fix your credit to correct the the mistakes that maybe you've made mistakes in the past. Maybe it's not even you. Maybe it's just things that aren't right on there. But to show people how to get that in order, you know, it's a it's a it's a very self esteem building, self assurance building thing. It's a real confidence builder to go from being turned down and told you're not good enough wow. to to getting that the first time somebody says to you, you know what, we're going to improve you, we're going to approve you. Right, just talking about it put me in a different state. <laughs> but it just does make you feel. You make you feel like, oh my god, my credit is. Oh, I'm thinking about my credit. I'm thinking about all the uh, impact and the nose I got and the rejections. Like it, it that, does. I'm feeling down right now. <laughs> that work that works on you mentally and it emotionally. Does. It, does. It, it, it does make you feel like, what's the point? It does. But you know that said, you've got people like Donnell and you and your company that are out there doing something to help people change their lives. Because, you know, it, and you've, we've talked about this so many times, it doesn't matter what the past looks like. It matters that you get to a point in your life where you say, you know what, I'm not accepting this for myself anymore. I want more, I want better, I deserve better. I look in the mirror and, and you tell yourself, I deserve better, I want more for myself. And then you pick up the phone, you make a phone call, or you go online to the website. What's the website anyway? www.thecredituniversity.com. You go online to the website like that, and you do something to change your life, to change the way the world looks at you. Don't let people tell you that you're not good enough. Don't let people tell you that you know you belong in this group of people. Category. You, don't, yeah, categorize don't, you. don't let people do that to yeah. you. Take charge of your life, take charge of your credit, take charge of your situation and your future by changing things for yourself. Correct. Man. Yeah, you make a person. I went from feeling bad to feeling good now. I feel good. I feel, and you can, you can actually feel good. You can stop being the consumer. You know, you it's how many car lots is it to buy a car? You, you gotta, you being told, well, no, you can't get this car because your rate bad. It's, it's, it's putting the power in your own hands. Exactly. It's taking the power in your own hands instead of you going to the, the one buy here, pay here lot because that's oh, the man, only where you can get a car. They horrible. And having them shop you to 20, 30 different people and make your credit Autumn score inquiries. even worse because you're getting all these rejections. you got like 10 pages of them. It's the difference between you sitting there, you know, and praying that somebody, somebody, you know, grabs onto you and gives you some 30% interest rate. It's the difference between that 
and knowing that you know what my stuff is together if i don't like what they have to say i can walk away and i can go choose who i want i can choose the situation that i want yes. it's the difference yeah. between having to accept what yeah. somebody else tells you this is all that you're good enough to have. All This is all you're worth. And you saying, uh-uh, I'm going to interview you. Right, right. I'm going to tell you what I want to do. Right. That's the kind of attitude we give you over here at Bo Knows Credit. We give you a great, positive, aggressive attitude. We don't play around. Bo Knows over here. But And you know what? There's a huge difference between having a 442 credit score and knowing that people are looking down their noses at you and thinking, they're not even worth me. They're not even worth it. You know, there's a big difference between that and going through the program and looking at a 690 credit score or a 750 credit score and knowing that you did that for yourself, that you took the steps to get the help that you needed to fix it because it's fixable. It's not broken forever. Exactly. And now that we come to kind of the end of our podcast, this was wonderful. I think we can keep going. We're going to have you back again. You just I would awesome. love to come back. Right, right. We're going to come back, and we're going to continue to give you guys awesome information. I want to thank everybody for taking the time and the opportunity to listen to us. Again, we are located at www.thecredituniversity.com. Stop on by. Pull your car up and No, that's up. where he's located. That's not where I'm located. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you can, f- can I tell them where they oh, can find me? Absolutely. You can actually pick up the phone and call me at 636-614-1550. That's 636-614-1550. Or shoot me an email. It's rhusbands at farmersagent.com. Yeah, very good information. Very good person. I'm only bringing you guys good people. So that means we are good, they're good, and we are awesome. But always keep in mind, and we want to leave you with this, and I'm going to let Ruth lead you with something as well, but I'm going to leave you with this here. Matter of fact, you leave them with your thoughts. Sure. This is the one main thing I want you to grasp today from all of this. You know what? Your past does not define you at all. What you do right now and what you, the changes that you make for yourself in your life, that's what defines you. Who you were doesn't define you. Who you become, that defines you. Exactly. And I want to say that our job is to educate you. Hence, the Credit University, all of our former companies, Ultimate Credit Smart, UCS Consumer, all of those titles was about educated slogans. Get educated now, be smart about it later, or get educated now, be smart about it from now on. We want to educate people. Just remember, your credit is like your shadow. It's going to follow you wherever you go. Thank you all for tuning in. Definitely. You are tuned in to Bono's Credit Podcast with your host, Donnell Bobo.